Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be in this sexy, seductive, sometimes scary, and slightly complicated schematic, I hope that you are able to improve all of your relationships with your fellow human by building other people up. Now, this is something that we don't get a lot of. We don't see a lot of this where people build each other up. We see a lot of people being torn down, especially in our own lives. People will tear us down. They don't build us up. They don't do anything at all to support us. But a lot of times it's because we just don't know how to do it. What do we do? How do we build other people up? So I'm going to just off the top of my head, I took a couple notes, but this is going to be more extemporaneous. Uh, Sometimes it's structured (laughs) slightly. And sometimes it's uh, extemporaneous or off the top of my head at the last minute. And uh, I I was thinking about it yesterday. I wrote Building Others Up. That was the only thing I have for the introduction today. And I'm like, all day long, I didn't really have anything. But I started thinking about a a few different things. And so I'm just going to speak and then God will flow through me and uh, hopefully we'll get something. (laughs) Something will happen that will maybe be uh, magic here. Okay. So we need to build ourselves up and we need to build other people up now, not uh, the traditional, you know, flattery just to get yourself somewhere with somebody. I don't mean that that's, ingenuine. It's disingenuous. We don't want to do this. We want to build people up that deserve it. We don't want to build up a narcissist. So they leave us alone or treat us better. They don't deserve that. You know, like they're not giving us genuine love back in return. We can love them and let them be, (laughs) you know, if you've ever loved a narcissist, now it's time to leave. Like it's just, you don't need people like that in your life. But To be supportive, one of the first things you have to do is make sure that when you compliment them, it's genuine. No backhanded compliments. And I was thinking about it a little bit ago. Uh, The episode of I Love Lucy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the show. It's an older show. It was in black and white. 
I know Anne is shaking her head now. Anne, I know you know the show. <laughs> People in our generation and older definitely know the show. Uh, but the younger generation, not so much. I'm let my, uh, I kind of made my kids watch it cause it's a comedy classic. Um, Lucille Ball was just a master at Pratt Falls and slapstick comedy. Uh, she was hilarious. A lot of my sense of humor comes from watching these shows. You know, I, I just always, always loved the slapstick comedy you know, like the, the running gags or the things that are, um, you know, like what the comedy that you say without words, you know, I always thought that was incredible, but there was one episode that was based on words (laughs) and in all of her interactions as a hopefully up and rising socialite housewife, (laughs) who is married to an orchestra band leader in New York city. (laughs) This is the storyline, the basic storyline of the whole series. And in real life, uh, Ricky Ricardo, her husband in the show was her husband in real life. And they started the show because he was a, a a filthy cheater. (laughs) He was a philanderer. Um, he was always sleeping with chorus girls and other women and they were madly, passionately, deeply in love. He just could not keep in his pants. He was always a cheater. That's who he was, what he did, who he was. It's just, you know, part of his uh, Latino charm, right? He was very sexy guy. Uh, Cubano, I think. So, um, anyway, he, you know, they started the show together so that they would have a project to work. She could keep an eye on him and they could strengthen their marriage. So that's like how the whole Isla Lucy show came about. (laughs) Basically. I mean, that was like the secret behind the scenes, uh, secret of it. And that's how Desilu production studios got started in the whole nine yards. But, um, there was one episode where, um, Lucy was charged with, telling white lies, constantly building people up, uh, based on white lies. She never meant it. It was all just flattery to get herself higher up on that social ladder. (laughs) And one day, uh, uh, basically, uh, her people around her, her, her support group said, you know, like her, uh, her best friend, Ethel and her husband and, uh, Ricky, her husband in the show, they all said, we bet you that you can't go for 24 hours, uh, without lying. You're constantly lying. You're always lying. And we know you're disingenuous. We bet you can't go for 24 hours (laughs) and tell the truth only. And so, um, she said, okay, you're on, I bet I'm going to win. I'm going to win. And then she started to love telling the truth and all of her truths instead of building all the people up around her like she had been doing was she would build people up with backhanded compliments and I thought that was hilarious I mean it's funny for a comedy show but don't do this and one of the one of the things was uh she was playing cards with her girlfriends and uh Ethel um was like there watching her you know so she knew she couldn't say anything so she's like 
one of her friends is like laughing and she's like, ah, you know, cackling, right? And she says, oh, shut up, Marion. You've been cackling for the past 26 years. I've been waiting for you to lay that egg, you know? <laughs> you know, like, and she just, she just started ripping on everybody completely, you know, just telling the truth about everything, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, your living room, you know, what, what is this Chinese modern? It looks like a Chinese restaurant threw up inside your living room, you know, just that, those kinds of horrible things. But, uh, one of the backhanded compliments she said that I, I'll never forget. Cause I just, it struck me as particularly funny was, um, when she said to her, her friend, Oh, I hate her dress. She just wears that after season after season, you know, that's such an old tired dress. And then the woman walks in and she's like, what were you just saying about her dress, dear? You know, she's like, ah, she has to tell the truth. And she's like, Oh, I just love that dress. I've loved it every season you've worn it. (laughs) And that's what I mean by backhanded compliment. It's like, you know, we're not in the era in which people are going to be like, oh, that's last season's, you know, shirt or whatever. Like, I don't think they are. Maybe they are. I guess if you're in New York and you're in the fashion world, then that would be an embarrassment or something. I don't know. (laughs) I dare say I have had pairs of pants for six years that I still have. I mean, you know, it's like season. What? Like, what is this? But... (laughs) But there's a lot of ways that you could say a compliment to somebody without it being a backhand, um, a backhanded compliment, which is really and truly just an insult, right? So I, but I, I don't know why I'm bringing that up, but some of you might need to hear it. One of you, maybe, I don't know. I just feel like you got to be careful the way that you flatter people and the way that you build others up because sometimes they're just going to think that you're just giving them a backhanded compliment. What did she mean by that type of thing? Or what did, what was he really trying to say to me with that one? That was kind of odd, you know. Um, so when you pay a compliment, make sure it's actually genuine, you know. Like if you don't really like something, you know, if you uh, take a lesson from Bambi, <laughs> from from Thumper's mom, she says, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. Because <laughs> even in Bambi, Thumper, the rabbit, Bambi's best friend he just could not keep his mouth shut with saying the backhanded compliments you know he'd say rude things to people you know but um (laughs) so you know if you can't say anything nice don't say anything at all if you don't feel anything nice in your heart don't you know even bother mentioning it but when you see uh, something in someone that makes them genuinely a light in this world and something that's genuinely true and beautiful and it brings life to your heart like your heart springs forward or your mind somehow unlocks and colors are a little bit brighter because they're in your world and they've said something or done something maybe it's the timbre or sound of their voice or the way they put an outfit together. Like maybe they look amazing and that inspired you to do just a little bit better for yourself. I mean, I know when I see people, um, more put together than me, I'm just like, Oh, I love that. You know? Okay. Maybe I could try a little harder, you know? Um, maybe I don't need to wear sweatpants all the house all the time. Actually I kind of do. It's like, I don't really, 
I don't even have the right kind of shoes to anyway. It just, it's a whole thing. I have like one pair of shoes and my combat boots ripped and my shoes are all torn. Like I really do need to make more money. (laughs) I need help. (laughs) Uh, I really do. I'm just, I've been for years putting my needs on the back burner as I spent all the money I was making monthly, like to make my kids. Okay. Make sure they're fine. So it's kind of a mother's plight, you know, now that I'm a single woman and not a single mother raising children, I'm like, I need to, I need to do a little better, you know? So when I see people dressing up really nice, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, like just recently I started wearing makeup again and I'm like, okay, that's a little bit of an improvement. And I still haven't cut my hair, but I'm thinking about, you know, getting my, you know, cutting some bangs into my hair again. And, you know, I want to do a little better, feel better. You know, I shaved my legs. All right. I'm getting there. (laughs) But when people buy their presents, build you up, I think it's important for you to let them know because a lot of us are just doing our very best or we're doing the status quo, just getting by with what we think will be okay or like the minimal level of acceptable and we want to um be inspired i mean inspiration is a powerful thing and it's very hard in this day and age to be inspired when we're not able to leave the house and most businesses in most countries are closed or you know all the pandemic coronavirus stuff and now with all these massive snowstorms going across the upper half of the world, the 70 to 105 mile an hour winds all over the place. And, you know, it's like, it's not like people are thinking about fashion right now. They're thinking about, holy crap, I hope I survived this winter, right? But um, it's not just about fashion, of course. That's just my example. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when people say something or do something and, and you also you want to be a better person. All of a sudden you want to write poetry and you want to sing songs and you want to dance and you want to increase the health in your body and exercise more and do better and sleep uh, at a more decent hour or eat healthier. You know, when people in your world and in your life inspire you, even if you met them five minutes ago or if you've known them your whole life, I think it's important to help them by letting them know, but only from a genuine place of the heart, obviously. <clears throat> so that's what I mean by building people up. Like if they're supportive of you and you're not particularly reciprocating that, pay attention and, and learn how you can reciprocate that. How can you be supportive back to them? Um, how can you listen to them with intent and with actual real genuine interest in their own, um, in their ideas and in the way they show up in the world. And I think it's important for us to tell people how we feel about them and how we feel about their, um, their presence and how it has affected us. Right. So a lot of you, and thank you so much. A lot of you have told me quite often how I've helped you. And that makes me feel so good. It's like, yeah, all right. I do feel encouraged that I've helped so many people. And so I want to keep going because I want to help more people. I want to keep helping you guys and I want to help, you know, the people you tell and and the people that they tell, because I want to help as many people as humanly possible to grow 
emotionally and psychologically and more intelligent on the emotional level as well as ascend spiritually, right? So listen to people with interest. And when you listen to people with interest, you appreciate them. Uh, the word appreciate means to increase value. You know, like it's not enough to say, I care about you or I love you. I mean, sometimes you want to say, I appreciate you. And what that means is by my acknowledging what you are, who you are and what you've done and how you're living your life and showing up in the world, I'm lifting you up in value in my mind. Every time I see you, I appreciate you just like a fine wine gets better with age or the way that a house, uh, increases in monetary value with each passing year. The more I know you, the more I appreciate you. I lift you up into a greater value. And, and by doing that, I hope that I can increase you into an awareness that you are a valuable person. You're valuable in my life and you are valuable in general, you know, and when you accept your own value, you increase your own wealth and you know, your own worth you know, I mean your, um, emotional wealth, like coming from place of emotional intelligence here, but increases your own worth, including your self-worth, your self-esteem. You got to build yourself up, but you also build other people up, learn how to create a compliment for people that will lift them up and flatter them in a way that doesn't stroke their ego, but increases their ability to believe in themselves. Appreciate them so that they can appreciate themselves and appreciate yourself so that when other people do flatter you, you can genuinely learn how to take the compliment, allow the compliment to land. When someone says, I appreciate you. What's your uh, initial thought to that? Oh no, no, it was nothing. Now you just created yourself. You put yourself at nothing. You're zero. You're nothing. Not a zip, zero, zilch. Don't do that to yourself. So if someone says, I appreciate you. Allow it to land. Take a, take a beat. Don't say a word. Allow the compliment to land and say, wow, thank you. Thank you so much. And don't lob it back over there. It's not a game of tennis. You don't have to say, I appreciate you too, really fast. Because you're throwing the compliment back at them away from you and not allowing it to land and not accepting it. So don't do that either. You know, um, I prefer compliments that build me up in a way that acknowledges who I am as a human being not who I am as a paper pinup model of a cutout sexy woman. <laughs> and what I mean by that is so many uh, men try to flatter me by saying things like, um, you're so pretty, you have nice eyes or whatever. And it's like, thanks. And I get kind of pissed off. Like at first, you know, like for years, it didn't affect me. I was like, oh, that's nice. Thanks. Whatever. Weird. It's a weird compliment. But all right, fine. But now I, I look at that like you're just like commenting. You're objectifying my eyeballs, you know. And it's like my eyes are 
a creation of God. Uh, thank you. I will let my father in heaven who created me know that you like his work. What about me? Do you like, you know, like that kind of irritates me when, Oh, I really like your this or your that, you know, your hair or your hands or your feet. Yeah. I get a lot of feet guys for some reason. (laughs) I don't mind it, but it's a little odd, but I, I just feel like I don't know if you're someone who's going to compliment someone by building them up or build them up by complimenting them. Don't do it by their physical appearance. That has nothing to do with anything they're doing. Unless of course, you know, in the one exception I know is bodybuilders. You know, if I see someone who's a bodybuilder and I do like the way that they've sculpted their body and they look like they've worked really hard and they've done a lot. I know what it takes. I used to hit the gym hard, you know, and I don't look like it anymore, but I used to do it. And I would, uh, literally say to people, you know, I appreciate all the hard work you've done in being at your absolute, uh, peak performance level and, I know it takes a lot of dedication and what that shows to me about you is that you are able to commit to something. You are very loyal and dedicated and that you, once you choose a path for yourself, you, you stick to it and you're really true and genuine to yourself. It's a really, uh, empowering thing to appreciate somebody for what they're doing. Not like, Oh, he's just a gym body or she's just a gym rat. You know, uh, all she cares about her is her, her looks or whatever. It's like, you don't know it's behind like people like, uh, who go to the gym all the time. It, for me, it was, I was trying to overcome asthma and be physically powerful and strong after years of being sick in bed. And that was why I did it back then, you know, and I wanted to look good and feel good. And I got really interested in, um, you know, grounding myself through physical exercise. And it was like, wow, this is kind of fun and cool. And, you know, um, it, it felt empowering. I mean, until I got sick and then I couldn't go back to the gym and that was a whole thing. (laughs) Kane Epstein bar was a massive, uh, crush to my ego, but I needed that to be more on the spiritual path. So it is what it is, you know, but, um, you know, like when, uh, I read an article, I think, it was an interview with Corey Everson, who was an extremely powerful bodybuilder, very famous. And she won awards back when Joe Weider was the rage and everyone talked about him back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s. And she was interviewed about um, what makes her attracted to muscular men. Is it just like the physical thing? Is it sex? Is it what? You know, is it just the way a really muscled man looks to her or whatever? You know, and, and, um, something that struck me and I don't really like super muscular men myself. Um, I've dated several, but I, you know, I don't go, Ooh, I can't wait to be with, you know, it doesn't really do much for me. I like intellectual men more men that have talent, like with, um, music acting, you know, things would be fun to talk about. (laughs) It's not really fun for you to talk about how many ounces of tuna you had for breakfast, sir. You know, I've already had those conversations in my life. I'm kind of over it, (laughs) but something that struck me, she said, and then it made me look at myself and why I'm doing bodybuilding at that time in a whole different, you know, manner. And she said, when I see a man who is 
like ripped, you know, like he's cut and his body is perfect. And I know that he's eating perfect. And I know that he cares about what he puts in his body. And I know he cares about how he treats himself. It makes me realize that if I were to be in a relationship with him, that he would be more uh, apt to uh, care about my body as well. And he would care about my health. And that would be a whole nother level of the relationship. And it struck me in a different way. It was like, wow, okay. So it's a lot deeper than just like, ah, she's just a gym rat or he's just a, you know, and I'm sorry about making this cisgendered. I'm just making it. Um, I'm just like quoting from her specifically, but, but if somebody is, um, you know, really super healthy in one way or another, even emotionally healthy, I think it's important to let them know like, wow, you know, you really, uh, made me feel good with the way that you handled that interaction back there. I can't believe how emotionally grown up and, and healthy you are where most human beings are not like that. You know, you could build people up, you know, and flatter them in a way that, you know, is a good compliment. It can help the compliment land in a way that might really touch upon how great they are in showing up in the world in that one way right now. I don't know. I met this woman and now I can't think of her name. And even though I I have face amnesia, I see her face clearly. She is a Native American flute player and she's one of the only um, Native American women to ever have won a Grammy. Uh, playing a uh, flute because technically um, or usually uh, the flute players in the Native American music genre are um, men and it's very rare for a woman to play a flute let, a ma- a let alone make her own um, flute because most of the natives um, I think make their own flute or at least they come up with specifications and my my husband was into this for a while the first time he picked up a redwood flute he was Uh, he picked it up. He's a natural and he played a song and then he just burst out crying after 10 minutes. And he's like, I I don't know what the hell just happened. I've never played flute before in my life. And I was like, Oh my God, I thought you were like a flute player from way back when. And it was a hidden talent. You forgot to tell me about, you know? And he was like, no, I've never. And then he just looked at me and he's like, I got the chills. And then he said later that he had a, a vision of a past life. So he picked up a flute, boom, he was a natural. And, um, you know, so I ended up knowing a lot of strange, like one of those strange things that just, I picked up this knowledge based on his, uh, you know, ability to show up in the world in this way. Um, and so I learned about Native American flute playing and, um, Carlos Nakai and a couple different (coughs) flute players. And he started to, um, look into how to make flutes and the whole nine yards. And so, we ended up going to the world music festival and here's this woman and I see her beautiful face. She literally just works in a bakery in Sacramento, right? She's at least when I met her, that's what she was doing. And she was just trying to make it as a musician. And she was, um, I can't remember what tribe, I don't know what tribe she is, but I mean, when I met her, she was like wearing feathers in her hair and she just looked all sweet and shy and cute like such a cute personality, such an, a beautiful and amazing accomplished musician. And I just walked up to her and I said, you know, you inspire me in ways I can't begin to tell you, but you touch my soul and I can feel your soul coming through the spirit of your flute. And it just like 
hooked into my higher self in a way that lifted me up and it helped me um, see God from a different perspective. Like, I don't know if you're trying to channel the great spirit, but you just did when you did that set and it blew my mind and it touched my heart. And I know you're here to do this. This is your life purpose. And she looked at me and she started crying and hugging me. And she said, you're like my sister and I love you. And I just let the compliment land. And I looked at her and I hugged her and I said, you know, I love you too. In that moment, I felt like we knew each other from heaven. Like she and I go way back. How many lifetimes? I don't even know. And I never saw her again. It was just like, she was like, she's a famous musician and she was at this music festival And I remember that moment that she just was like, I doubted myself. I doubted that performance. And every time I'm on stage, I'm so shy and I'm so scared. And she just like totally opened up to me because I gave her this compliment that helped to build her up and helped her confidence and helped her know as a signpost on her path of spirituality that she's going in the correct direction, the direction of her dreams and that she's actually landing with the audience. Like she's really, truly connecting to those of us who are spiritually inclined. And that's what she wanted to do. And she's like, I can't believe you picked up on that because nobody else has ever said that you're the only one in the world who ever said that to me. And you really touched my heart. You know, and it made me feel good that I was able to build her up, that I was able to help her and appreciate her and put her in a place of knowing how valuable she truly is, not only just to me, but to everybody in the world who gets the fine, fine privilege of hearing her beautiful music. So that's what I mean by, by building others up. I hope that this has been helpful to you or maybe for someone You know, maybe there's someone out there who needs to hear this because they don't do it. You know, uh, learn how to learn how to compliment people in a genuine and sweet way. You know, when I first heard this when I was in high school, and I've mentioned this, I think once or twice before, I remember going through the mall saying, well, who am I going to compliment today? Like, damn it. (laughs) I was with my mom and my grandma when I was pretty young. And I um, was walking through the mall and I saw this lady and she looked kind of sad and she was dressed really nice. And she was wearing, um, like kind of a rust colored outfit back when that was like a color that was kind of popular, but she had reddish, uh, brown hair. And I said, I really love this outfit on you. And not just the clothes that you chose to wear in your body, it matches your skin and your hair, but you actually, um, put the outfit together in a really cool and neat way. And you look really great today. And I could tell that you have artistic ability because of the way your clothes uh, look, um, in the way that you wear your clothes and yourself. And she just, she hugged me. She was like, thank you. Oh my God. I needed to hear that. Right. So I became really good at picking out what people needed to know. And as an empath, maybe that's what helped me was my empathy, you know, and sometimes people need to hear this stuff and especially if they're strangers they they don't take anything um that you say as a manipulation of them usually you know i mean maybe they do now because the world we live in is a lot crazier but 
you know, like some of the best compliments I've ever gotten in my life were from gay men. I know they don't want to sleep with me. They have no reason to manipulate me, you know? Um, so I've always felt like, you know, that's always like if a gay man tells you you're, uh, beautiful or they like the way that you've, uh, done your hair cause you picked a great haircut for yourself or whatever. It's always something more, I mean, the, the, the compliments that land and feel good and help you appreciate your, yourself and increase your own self-esteem and self-worth and self-value inside yourself. The compliments always have something to do with your mind. <laughs> so when you go to compliment someone, don't just say cool color color looks good on you, bro. You know, <laughs> I like your eyes. One guy told me once and I was wearing, um, uh, green contact lenses. I already have green eyes, but my eyes are pale green. And just for fun, I bought these, uh, emerald green contacts and they're really, really bright, especially in the sun. But I liked wearing these contacts because they're a little bit darker and they make my, um, they were almost like wearing sunglasses on my eyes and I kind of really liked it. So I bought these, I had brown ones. Sometimes I had brown eyes. I'd confuse the hell out of people. It was super amazing. (laughs) And, um, when I was younger, I was just always playing around with my looks just because I was bored. And, um, this guy says to me, he didn't know how to make a compliment like stick. Right. And I guess he thought I was pretty or whatever. And he was my boyfriend's, um, good friend. And he came over and we were meeting for the first time. And he was like, Oh my God, look at your eyes. And I'm like, I, 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 I literally can't. <laughs> and he's like your eyes though. I mean, they're so, so green. And I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> and then he says the, the, the best part of this, it, the punchline was they're like, Peas. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Like, damn, he really pulled it out of his ass to land that non-compliment. <laughs> I mean, that's like walking up to someone and saying, wow, you're like a human. It's like, and (laughs) so don't say a non-compliment or a backhanded compliment just compliment people if you feel the genuine urge to do so and just ignore it if you don't feel the need to compliment someone it's not necessary I'm not trying to teach you to be an ass kiss you know I don't want you to just go around sucking up to people to get what you want or manipulation or whatever But when you feel that maybe someone can benefit from it and it will also help you to learn how to be more emotionally intelligent and a nicer human being, build other people up by appreciating their value in their own eyes to themselves and in your eyes when you look at them and always make sure it's something about their talent or their mind or who they are on an emotionally intelligent level and you know, their heart, not like dude, your eyes are like peas. They're so green. (laughs) It wasn't a compliment, buddy. Keep it moving, brah. Don't talk to me like that. (laughs) Dang. Like, come on.
<laughs> you really couldn't go a little farther with that and actually make it a compliment. Who? Wow. <laughs> anyway, that's been my, um, my two cents for my intro guys. So, all right. Uh, today is Tuesday. And now what I realized last month, because I did not have a first Tuesday <laughs> is that I have not done the, um, the CIA papers. I forgot. Well, last I was doing it. What the second Tuesday of every month, I believe, or was it the first Tuesday of every month? Now I can't remember which it was last year. And we were still in the middle of reading the CIA papers and I'm not going to do it today. So if you're excited about getting back into the CIA papers with the Robert Monroe thing, I'm going to go back and figure this out. And for next Tuesday, fingers crossed, inshallah, ojalá, whatever you want to say as God wills, God willing and the creeks don't rise. We'll get back to that next Tuesday. We'll try to make it the second Tuesday of every month um, until we're done reading the CIA papers because it's very fascinating, but um, it's long. And I felt like because it's Valentine's month and not all of us have a sweetheart with us, but I wanted to do a Tuesday tarot. We haven't had a Tuesday tarot reading in a while. So I'm going to do a tarot card reading. The last reading I did for you guys was an Oracle card. So it's a little bit of a different thing. And I have the mermaid tarot, which I just got and I'm anxious to use. I've been uh, going through some of these cards and they're so cute. They're so beautiful. And I love mermaids and, uh, it's so, so apropos for me. Cause it's one of been one of my nicknames is mermaid or mermaid girl for a long, long time. And then they became my daughter's nickname. And that's how you get in touch with me, incidentally, on Instagram at mermaidgirl888. So anyway, I'm going to do Tuesday Tarot today. And we're going to uh, relate it to love, even if you're single or whatever. It's not going to be cisgendered, heteronormative love. It's just the sweet person that you have in your life the one you want in your life or how you need to relate to yourself in a better and more appropriate way so that you do feel genuine love and appreciation for yourself. So we're going to do that in a moment, but first we're going to get into spaceweather.com. So here we go. Uh, the current solar wind speed is 595.2 kilometers per second, which is about what I expected from yesterday. I mean, it went up by 200 kilometers per second and we're in the storm, baby. We're in the solar wind. The skies were bright electric green as seen over Alaska yesterday. If you want to go to spaceweather.com, you can see this incredible picture. The Alaska Railroad caboose is right in front of this gorgeous moonlit Aurora Borealis display. And the Aurora Borealis is in a pale emerald green. It's bright as hell. It's almost like a lime color. So we do have one sunspot starting, just barely starting to grow at the upper right-hand side of the sun. By the time it becomes a sunspot, it'll probably be around the edge of the sun. And then we'll be sunspotless again. And as far as the neutron 
counts are concerned coming down from Ulu, Finland, all that information as they assess the amount of space radiation coming our way. They have said that the 48 hour change in the past, um, well, obviously 48 hours. Sorry about that. <laughs> Allow myself to introduce uh, myself. <laughs> Sorry, I had an Austin Powers moment there. Uh, <laughs> we're at 8% of the space age average, which is high, but we've gone down by 1.1% in the past 48 hours. There is a pretty massive arc to the current Aurora Oval if you are in the northern hemispheres, even if it is very, very cold, and we know it is. You might be able to see something, maybe from New York, possibly, throughout most of Canada, by the way, except I would have to say, my friend, the cosmic trader, Tim, I don't think you could see the auras from Vancouver, uh, as I'm looking at the map anyway, not from British Columbia. Too bad, how sad. We all have to look on YouTube (laughs) if we're not in those areas. Uh, Right now, as I said, we are in the middle of a solar wind stream, and that does, does tend to give us either energy or relaxation or somewhere in between. Um, Some people feel irritable by it. So just be extra careful and cautious in your dealings with other people in case you're super affected. If your energy is overwhelmingly affected, some people are, I just sleep. I get really, really tired, but sometimes I get a lot of um, anxious energy or feeling like I want to get up and do things and I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to go to bed. And that's how I was last night. I didn't go to bed till four in the morning and then I slept all day. So my sleep has been screwed up be- between the solar wind streams. Two- we've had two or three in the past couple weeks. And then we had the full moon and I've just been, uh, you know, like all over the map. Like I've had bouts of wine to sleep a lot, 12 hour days I've been sleeping. And then I've had days where it's just four hours and I got to get up. I I'm, I'm done sleeping for the day. So I don't know what, how it's affecting you guys, but just be aware we're inside that solar wind stream that might end tomorrow. We will find out well tomorrow, according to NASA's all sky cameras and the all sky fireball network, there were 10 sporadic fireballs over the United States. And, um, let's see now let's go to disclosurenews.it. Uh, we were at, uh, the Schumann residence yesterday was at power of six yesterday, which was very weird because 7.83 is considered normal. And today they, we went up to seven, (laughs) so we're still below normal again. So it's literally nothing to write home about, but the last time this happened, guys, it went six, seven, eight, and two days later. Who do we appreciate? The number 6,000, apparently. Two, it was like six, seven, eight, and then bam, 6,000 hertz frequency. What? That was just bananas. But you know what? I, I'm not going to hold my breath. We'll see if it happens again tomorrow or, you know, this week by Friday. And if it does, then we're going to say that might be a pattern every other week. We'll see. It was very crazy that that happened, and I had a lot of enlightening energy coming my way, and I know you did too during that, and the same thing happens with the solar wind stream, so remember that everything in the universe is here for your favor so that you can learn and grow and accelerate on your spiritual ascension journey. 
according to heartmouth.org. This is where we were at an, a day and a half ago on Sunday, January 31st at the 2300 hour. This is where the Schumann resonances in six different cities were. In California, they were at 43 hertz frequency. Sorry, that's not a city. It is a place, and they don't say where the city is. So some of these places, I say, actually are a city, and some of them, not not really a city, just a state. <laughs> but here we go. Uh, Hafuf, Saudi Arabia was at 97 hertz frequency. And on the Schumann resonance scale, uh, Lithuania saw 78 hertz frequency as well as Alberta, Canada, again in the fifth dimension still at 47 hertz frequency, barely holding the line at 7 hertz above the bottom rung of the fifth dimension, as they say. And Northland, New Zealand was at 54 hertz frequency. And last but not least, still on the mat, (laughs) close but no cigar, Hulului, South Africa is at zero hertz frequency, but that's okay. Because when they come up off the mat, it's always in a very big way. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to, after this probably 10-second romantic musical interlude. Okay, it might not be romantic. Anyway, (laughs) we're going to do a Tuesday tarot reading in honor of the month of love right after this message. Or, not message. I just said music. (laughs) All right, here we go. guys so I've already done a Celtic cross spread using the mermaid tarot by Lisa Robertson illustrated by Julie Dillon and we are um, gonna jump right on into it I did also for several several of these cards I pulled um, extra cards from Island Time Wellness love oracle cards which i find to be brilliant they are clarification and complimentary um reading cards they just go with other readings that you're doing and i wanted to um get clarification on a few of these so uh the very first card in our um celtic cross spread is in the position of as a collective whole, where we at right now, as it concerns um, our our love uh, situation, and I'm I'm talking about romantic love, but also if you're single and you're not even looking, um, that's okay too. It's just how you love yourself. You know, um, you can live a romantic life by yourself, actually. Uh, you know, buy yourself perfume and. Roses, light candles for yourself. Take yourself on long moonlit walks on the beach. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's very possible. You know, it really is possible. So, um, you know, depending on your situation, I want you to try to adapt this to uh, your particular situation. 
we're going to try try to make it non-cisgendered, non-heteronormative, but, you know, sometimes I fail in my mission to do that. So again, please adjust it to your own personal situation. Now, um, so the first position, where we, where are we at? Where are you at? <laughs> uh, as far as our current status or state of affairs, what's our present moment like? And right now, the present moment is the card, the star, card 17. I love this card. This is almost like a clarion call to our to our higher self, just kind of, we're singing a song to our own soul and we're expressing ourselves in the world as this purified, elevated, ascended soul. You know, we are star born and earth bound and it's a very, very, uh, romantic, card, but it shows a person alone on her own. And even if we are in a marriage or relationship right now, um, we still are always on our own and responsible for ourselves. And we're always responsible for our way of being in the world, our way of loving in the world. Even if you're in a relationship, you are still, um, needing to keep up your end of the bargain. You can't just give up when you're in a relationship. You have to just keep your status, you know, where you want it to be, you know, um, you have to keep up your end of the bargain as they say, um, you know, a marriage doesn't happen in a vacuum they say. And (laughs) you know, whether you're married or you're not, you're single or whatever it is, who you are, when you stand alone, be that person inside a relationship when, and if it's happening now, or, you know, whether it's happening now or when, and if it happens, right? So, you know, you stand, um, your ground is strong as you could possibly be and be in alignment with your own soul and your own soul's purpose and journey and always honor yourself first. That is a way to reflect to your partner, who you are. And also it helps them to navigate their journey through the stars as well. When you realize that you are both together, but also separate moving forward together in the direction of your dreams versus holding each other back or lifting and boosting and pushing each other up. You're walking separate, but hand in hand, if that makes sense, right? So, um, so whether you're single or not, this is a really excellent card to be right. So the star card, um, according to the mermaid tarot, uh, the PDF that I have here, uh, when you buy cards off of wish, they have like a way to get to the, um, the PDF that explains all the cards. And this is an excellent PDF. It took me like three hours to upload it though. (laughs) I thought I already had it or download. I thought I had it downloaded and apparently it didn't how to do it again. It's like, Oh my God. But, um, I wanted to read to you what it says about this card. And this is where we're all at right now. That big dream wish or goal. The one that scares you so much that you won't even allow yourself to think about it for longer than a second is now screaming at the top of its lungs. 
your heart is talking to the universe and the dream weaver is listening. Sometimes our biggest, scariest dreams, our wishes and goals are a part of our karmic journey. They will come to pass whether we believe we deserve them or not. Now is one of those times. Your heart is setting the course of your next adventure and the dream weaver has answered its call. So I'm having to move the cat because she just sat down on that card. <laughs> thank you, little familiar. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, this is going to be a fun reading. She's been laying on these cards all day. I love you, baby girl. Okay, I'm going to have to um, go to the next one. So I, I think even if we're not in a situation where we even want to be in a, in a relationship, you could read this card as a very positive sign. We're on the journey where, whoops, we're on the journey where, where we wanted to be on this journey. We're, um, showing up in the world the way we want, but we're also quite scared sometimes about what we want. Sometimes our goals, wishes, and dreams are so big. And if that means finding your one true love, if that means getting married, if you're on that precipice, you're in a relationship and maybe that's coming, or maybe um, you're waiting for your twin flame and you're almost, you almost are so scared you don't dare to dream it. But the thing is, whatever your love relationship situation is, what's meant to happen is meant to happen. What's going to be is going to be. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, what will be will be as the song says, second time I've said that in the past week, right? But, um, it's true. It's absolutely true. So stop being afraid of your wishes and your goals. Stop shrinking yourself down, boost yourself up, appreciate and value yourself because you know what you deserve it. And the thing is, uh, if you are a twin flame, as far as the, uh, island, uh, time wellness cards, the love Oracle cards is concerned for this card. I also got, well, for these two cards, these, uh, I got two cards. So, the, so that's the main card. Okay. And the second one is the two of swords. Now, whether you're afraid of your goals or not, what is up op- in opposition to you right now, what is crossing you right now is the two of swords and the two of swords it's like you're locked into a will they or won't they, will he or won't he, will she or won't she type of situation. But also it's a, it's beyond like twos generally have to do with the decision. But when it's a two of swords, it's like you're locked in a, um, a fight with yourself, you know, like you're uh, not sure which way you're going to go. You don't know what decision you're going to make and you're fighting yourself. And, and if you are already with the star card, you're already trying not to think of your greatest, brightest, biggest dream. And then with the two like opposing forces inside of you, trying to figure it out. Do I get that job or not? Do I move to that apartment or not? Do I, you know, 
ask for my person's hand in marriage or do I go on that date or do I stay alone or not? Do I look for my love or not? Like whatever your situation is, whatever your decision is, you're stuck in this two of swords energy right now. So we're going to go down and look at what, um, this card has to say, but this is, um, kind of the feeling right now. So let's see. Um, there are two sides to the current dilemma. Each side wants time and space to argue the case. Now the question for you is, can you release your need to be right? Can you open up a non-judgmental space for these two ideas, thoughts and options to plead their case? Take a lesson from our friends in this card. Sparring can be useful. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, you could even, as a Virgo, I, I see this card. I think, well, that's a pro con list. If I've ever seen one, <laughs> you, know? you know, two handsome men with a sword. Hmm. <laughs> one with dark hair, one with blonde hair, which one you choose, you know? <laughs> um, so it says it can move energy, you know, fighting among yourself, you know, eventually the energy's going to move. One side's going to win can help you strengthen your muscles. You never knew your hat you had and helps build strength and confidence and all very good qualities that have when you're trying to make a decision. So this is about mer. There's two mermen fighting <laughs> over what I don't know, <laughs> but, um, they're trying to figure it out. You know, the light side versus the dark side, I guess, or the exciting side versus the boring side. Maybe, I don't know. But when I see this uh, card, I think that we're um, kind of not really sure. I mean, do you go to an old, comfortable girlfriend or boyfriend? Or do you wait for the one? Do you go to something comfortable and easy? Or, or you know, do you stay single because it's easier? Do you go to an ex because it's easier, even though maybe they didn't treat you the, the, you know, the best way? Or do you look towards being in a new relationship, right? Well, so, so basically when it comes to these two cards, and then I look at the love Oracle cards, you know, the, the supplemental cards. So with the star, we get the card that says passion, insane chemistry, like each other equally and having fun. So maybe you don't dare dream that you could have the love you've always wanted, but if that, if you allow in your life for that love to come, you're going to have insane passion. You're going to love each other equally. They're going to love you as much as you love them. You're going to have fun and insane chemistry. And you can't get any better than that. That's incredible. But as far as the two of swords card, the supplemental card that came with this is called mirror mirroring each other, self image relationship, that reflects our wounds and introspection. So if you are a twin flame and you are waiting for your twin flame and you have all these doubts inside yourself, guess what? So do they, they're your mirror, your mirror. <laughs> I like the way that Jessica of good vibrations, she says, mirror, mirror. I don't know if that's an East coast thing or what, but I always think it's cute. She says mirror. <laughs> but I always say mirror. So you guys know what I mean when I say it both ways, I guess. 
but yeah, mirroring each other's self-image relationships reflect our wounds and introspection. So if you're fighting among yourself, you're really looking inside yourself, but that's what's opposing us and crossing us. And so what we really need to do is take a step back and look at what's being reflected inside of us. What are we fighting over inside of us? And why, oh, why, God, oh, why are we fighting the passion that awaits us? Having fun, insane chemistry, and having someone in our lives that likes each other equally, you know, that they like us as much as we like them. And we have to follow our dreams, whether our dreams is to have a relationship or something entirely different. You know, like maybe it's to start um, a business that you've been thinking about, you know, and you're worried um, how that might affect your future relationship. Just do your passion, because if you do your passion, baby, you're going to have you're going to have fun. And when you have fun, that's how you draw the love of your life to yourself. And when you doubt yourself, then guess what? Your love of your life is all always doubting themselves. Both sides are doubting, right? So, um, my best advice for our current situation and what opposes it is to take a step back, stop fighting amongst yourself, love yourself as much as you want them to love you. And they're going to love you as much as you love them. Right. And allow them the chance to love you, give them the opportunity to fall in love with you as much as you fall in love with yourself. The only way you're going to fall in love with yourself is you take a step back and follow your passion, your dreams. The one dream that is so big and so scary and so massive that you don't dare think about it for more than two seconds and just be confident, take a deep breath and move forward in that direction. And everything is going to fall into place. You're going to fall in love with yourself. And you're going to draw to you that greatest love, the greatest passion that you, um, ever more than what you ever wished could possibly happen. It's on its way. Now, as far as what is our foundation of the situation and where, uh, we're coming from, we've got the seven of wands and this is a very strange, uh, <laughs> this is a really strange card. I've never seen it. Um, like this is kind of, this is a new, um, card deck for me, right? So it's a pretty crazy, uh, card. It's, um, a scuba diver has fallen accidentally into the hallway of an underwater city in the ocean. And he's surrounded by, um, mermen warriors <laughs> with their wands in their hands. And, and at the end of the wands, of course, it's, um, volcanic fire. So it's like a pretty cool fantasy, uh, tarot deck here. I love it. Um, <laughs> they're saying, well, curiosity is a double-edged blade. <laughs> it brings us to places we never knew existed and can also bring us to places. Um, it says it can bring us to places we never knew existed. And it can also bring us to places we never knew existed. And then it says, yes, you read that correctly. Okay, good. She's not losing her mind to the person who wrote this. <laughs> Sometimes we find welcoming, inviting new playgrounds in which to explore. Mm, but other times we find ourselves trespassing. Okay, great. Our diver did not uh, or could not believe what he found. He just stumbled upon a real merfolk village. <laughs> he is far from being a welcome guest. Oops. So the trick is to know where, when to stay, when to go willingly. 
And this is how curiosity perhaps killed the cat, it says. No offense to my beautiful... Okay, thank God she's sleeping. Didn't hear that. <laughs> okay, um, upright card. Okay, all these... I don't really do reversals. Um, you know, sometimes if I say specifically, but this time I did not. And by the way, I usually have an archangel uh, pull the cards out. And today, I had goddess Aphrodite help me. I asked Divine Mother and Heavenly Father to help me... Um, work with goddess Aphrodite to help all of us in our love lives. Cause this is February after all. So this is a reading in honor of our love for ourselves and each other in the grand scheme of things and our love relationships as far as romance is concerned. So upright, uh, it says you would do well to tread carefully right now as you may find yourself somewhere you're not meant to be. It's best to play along and check your ego at the door. See, now that's the foundation we're resting on. <laughs> we might be resting on uh, um, false narratives about ourselves romantically or, you know, love relationships uh, suck, I've heard people say. Men suck. Well, women suck, whatever, you know. Um, it's not love that sucks. Love is wonderful. Love is perfect and kind and beautiful. Love is never boastful or bragful. If you've ever been to a Christian wedding, you probably heard those words. I've, I've heard that speech more times than I care to admit. Um, throughout my lifetime, many, many weddings use this beautiful, um, you know, a poem from Corinthians or First Corinthians or whatever. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not even Christian myself, but, um, but it's true. I love that. I love this, uh, the idea of what love really is, but when you get into a relationship and then you mistake what the bad stuff that happened in the relationship has nothing to do with love. It, it has to do with relating to each other and it's all based on how you relate to yourself. Okay. So we have problems sometimes relating to ourselves or we were given horrible examples as children and then we grow up and we're like, what the hell? I don't know how to have a relationship. You know, they teach, uh, reading, writing, and, uh, and, uh, arithmetic, but they don't teach how to have a decent relationship in school. So, um, <clears throat> it says, uh, not everything is meant for you and not everyone is going to want you around, but maybe if your mind, if you mind your tongue and stay humble, <laughs> you'll be able to find a treasure that no one else has ever been privy to behold. And that's really good relationship advice. Actually. I mean, it's not what the card necessarily means, but that's really excellent advice. I think, um, the foundation upon which we all rest is, uh, humility versus ego, right? When we look at our past and how, where we were before, we probably did, uh, have some run-ins with that big, bad wolf, the ego. And it probably uh, did a number on us when we thought we were right. And we, you know, stood there stamping our feet and yelling, you know, raising our voice instead of reinforcing our argument, you know, I'm right. I know I'm right type of thing. And, you know, that's the foundation a lot of us stand on. We have to realize that maybe we weren't right. We have to be humble and we have to capitulate sometimes to the other person. And maybe the truth is somewhere in between their truth and your truth of the situation. 
whatever the situation is with your relations when regards to your relationships. So if you've been through a fight recently, understand it's better to just be humble and admit maybe you were wrong. Maybe your uh, version of the, of the events that occurred might not be a hundred percent. Maybe you're putting your own spin, you're being your own spin doctor, and maybe the other person is wrong, but either way, you're willing to be humble enough to admit that the relationship and the love is so much more important than being right. And when you approach love in a way in which you're completely humble, you're never going to go wrong and you're always going to have a solid and strong foundation. So this, this being the foundation of who we are right now, whether we're in a relationship or not, that is going to be either the shaky ground upon which we walk waiting for the earthquake to tumble our relationships, or this is going to be the strong and solid foundation upon which we build all of our future relationships. And right above this card, of course, is the, the star with the oppositional card of the two of swords. And maybe that's the decision we're trying to make. You know, are we going to be right or are we going to be might, you know, or are we going to be humble and realize that fighting is not right? <laughs> I'm getting into that sing-songing part of my brain again. <laughs> so, um, whether you're single or not, you know, you're going to have to re, um, refresh your memory about what happened, what went wrong and what went right. And what in the future do you want to go right for you? Whether you want to remain single, what's going to go right for you? I think if you, you know, connect to the correct decision, Look yourself in the mirror and choose the highest possible path for your soul and the best, most brightest, amazing way. Then you're going to connect to all the stars in the whole universe and you're going to have the backing of the stars. You will be your own star. And if you um, choose the other way, well, you might end up lonely, right? Because um, even if you're in a marriage, you know, that's no guarantee it's going to last forever and forever. I mean, divorces are real. It does happen, right? So if you always put yourself in a humble point of view and you're willing to capitulate that maybe the other person is right, or maybe that both of you are wrong and you can find a third solution together that more reflects and resembles the real truth, then you could stop fighting among ourselves. You know, we can all start, stop fighting among ourselves. I mean, and we could um, reach that clarion call of our own soul and we can go towards peaceful, loving, beautiful relationships with ourselves, God, and each other. Now, what's in our uh, past? What is in our, what have we left behind? What is in our most recent past? Well, this is the wheel of fortune. And well, that sounds like an excellent, um, sometimes an excellent card. And I thought I do need a, a love Oracle, uh, <laughs> clarification and compliment, uh, card to, uh, add to the wheel of fortune because the wheel of fortune could go either way. You know, we're, um, either in an excellent situation or we're not depending on what part of the wheel, if you're on the under part of the wheel, you might be dragged around the mud at the bottom of the ocean here. <laughs> and if you are 
at the top part of the wheel, then you're closer to the sun and everything is bright and light. So what do we leave behind? Which part of us do we leave behind, right? Well, according to this, um, let me see how much time we have here. Okay, good. So according to uh, this card, it says, what was once up will eventually find its way down, <laughs> right? Uh, the Wheel of Fortune is a reminder of the temporary nature of our physical existence. And once was lost and broken will eventually be found and given new life. So things shift and change and move and nothing says that it has to stay forever. Time marches forward whether we like it or not and what, where you find yourself may not be the same in the future. And whether it's acceptable or not, it won't last. So either enjoy the moment the wheel brings or hold on to the hope that things won't always be this way if the situation is unacceptable. Now that's what the uh, meaning of the card is now, but we put this in our past. So we're going to have to decide and choose what of our past do we want to uh, hold on to and what are we going to let go of. If, in order to move forward in the direction of our dreams, we have left some things behind and we need to make sure they stay behind. Well, for the um, clarification from the Love Oracle cards came up the card Karmic Relationship. And I think that's what we're leaving behind. All of our karma is being left behind. Fleeting triggers, turmoils, resentment, lessons, letting go, and learning to love yourself. That's what we have left in the past. So learning to let go of turmoil and things and people and events and circumstances that trigger us fleeting moments that were maybe good, maybe bad, but they're in the past and we've learned lessons and we've let go of resentment and we've learned to love ourselves. And that is a really good place for us to be. So, uh, as far as what we've left in the past, that's it. We've left all of the karmic, you know, the karmic wheel of fortune. That is a karmic wheel. And then I got the karmic relationship and this is relationship. So it's like pretty interesting that that's the card that I came, you know, that came up there. Now, as far as what our message from our higher self, this is a very sweet one. And it's, um, a, what is above us is the page of cups. Okay. So the page of cups, it's a little mer boy and he's holding, um, a little cup, which is symbol of love. And what's rising above that or jumping out of the cup is a little goldfish. It's an adorable little, um, a really cute little, uh, card actually. So, uh, let's see. Um, let me find the, I'm finding the card for us to read the description here. Um, so the page of cups, it says, have you been feeling like you need to settle your emotions? Now this is the message from our collective higher self. Basically it's a message from God to us or our higher selves to us. So perhaps you need to ground yourself back in your body and feel more like you're engaged in what's going on in your life. Now this is directly related to our, uh, our goals, the star card. Okay. So the page and the little fish are here to help you. So, uh, 
You have to find a way to focus and draw your energy back, assist yourself. And, and God is here to assist you, uh, your higher self, your holy guardian angel, whatever you want to call it, your spiritual guidance team. They're here to assist you in focusing back on the present moment. And this will help you to start what you need, especially if it's something new, a new journey that you're embarking upon. Now, remember, this is Mercury retrograde right now. So be very, very careful. Go exceedingly slow, double and triple and quadruple check everything. You know, if you're going to sign contracts or do, uh, you know, put out a proposal or accept um, a job or whatever, just be very careful. All right. So things might seem like everything's jumping around and everything's all over the place at the moment, like the fish in the cup, (laughs) but it's only a distraction. There's a lot of distractions right now, but something is trying to teach you how to steady your emotions, control your mind and ground your body right now. So accept the help that your higher guidance has for you so that you can answer the clarion call of your soul and you will be able to make that decision and you'll only be able to reflect the highest and lightest, brightest energy. Okay. So, um, the next card, what's happening in the next three weeks, two to three weeks, what is directly in front of us is the three of wands. So we're going to check that out. Um, let's see. I'm looking for the wands cards here. Um, hopefully, hopefully I'm going the right direction. I'm like scrolling up and down, hoping, waiting for the, um, uh, where are we at? Oh, I went too far. I went to the very bottom of the thing. This is like, I'm trying to scroll through this. I wish I had the actual booklet of this. These cards are super, super cute. All right. So I went a little bit far. Okay. So when I look at this and goddess Aphrodite, she's with me and she, she helped me when I was scrolling through, um, or when I was, uh, shuffling the cards, I would ask her and, and I waited and it took me almost an hour to get these cards out. Um, she would pull, pluck one card out and it would just fall out of my, out of the deck. And that's how I always pick my cards, by the way. I just think it's better than, um, okay, let's see. I don't know what suit is. I can't find the, the way the suits are. So excuse me for taking forever on this part. Um, All right. So yeah, goddess Aphrodite helped me pick out these cards. They came right on out. Here we go. Wands. There we go. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Maybe, maybe not the cups. Oh my gosh. The two of cups is such a cute card. <laughs> All right. It didn't, we didn't get it. I got it in a reading the other day though. And I thought, well, this is kind of cute. All right. I've been playing around with these cards to see, um, you know, if I relate to them and I really do, it's, it's getting more and more so. 
and you'll see when I when I put them up if you're if you find a connection with them my god it's like taking forever it's like I know the ones are around here somewhere <laughs> there we go finally okay <laughs> um all right so the three of wands card that's in the next two to three weeks and so relate this to love as i read this the three of wands seems less about doing and more about observing and remember it's gonna take about three weeks before mercury reverses itself back to going in a direct forward moving motion so less about doing and more about observing so i think observing ourselves Making our decision, gain centered and balanced and grounded and ready. I mean, maybe you need to lose a little weight, you know, before you meet your hottie. <laughs> okay, that's just me, maybe. Maybe I'm the only one. You know, I do want to start eating a little bit healthier. I need to cut my hair. I got a few things to do. I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm preparing. And it's more of an observing than a doing. I'm not, I can't contact him. I'm waiting for him to contact me. I'm kind of old-fashioned that way. I want the man to contact me. <laughs> but uh, so this is it we're observing rather than doing when you have a lot going on it says that it's important to take time out and check on things the three of wands can indicate a check-in on the three pillars of your life including love health and wealth yeah, exactly that's what I just said right <laughs> I, yeah, I just mentioned all three, so that's good. All right, I'm on the right track at least. Uh, and it says, are these areas in your life going the way that you wanted? See, this is a time too during Mercury retrograde in which we need to reflect on our lives. This is our mirror, you know, moment. We need to make sure that we are going in the correct direction of our dreams and we need to examine, you know, if things aren't going the way we want it, why not? And how can we get it back on track? So it says, uh, have you successfully manifested the things that you want in each of your areas? Or is there still some work to be done? I mean, for me, I, I could see some work that needs to be done. I'm close. And, in, in, you know, I'm close, but there's still work. So I'm still working on myself. So you only know this if you're willing to take a closer look. And that reflects back to the, the decision and the mirror card. And also, if you have certainly let go of your, your uh, karmic relationships, right? Now, check it out. Not only is this in the next two to three weeks in the placement in, of this card, and then says now this is about doing and not observing, which for me, I'm looking at the Mercury retrograde situation we're all in right now. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's like in 21 days, it goes direct. And then look at this. I think it is. Maybe it's 30 days. God, it's three or four weeks, two, or two to four weeks. But then now the um, complimentary card that we got from the Love Oracle card is the clock. And it says that we need time. Things take time. It says takes time and in time cycles. We need time to heal and we need time to progress. Right now, I think we're all in a holding pattern because of Mercury retrograde and everything is about timing and everything is about in the next two to three weeks of let's check out all the areas of our life. What do we need to do? 
Maybe we need a better skincare routine. Maybe we need a better sleep routine. Maybe we need to love ourselves and accept ourselves in a way that will open up the path for our future sweetheart to come and love and accept us. And maybe it's time for us to um, heal in certain ways. Maybe you just need to change your diet, heal your body, stop eating junk food. Maybe that's your thing. Um, but you need to honor the cycle of time, the cyclical nature of time and know that we're in a spiral. Um, we're, we're going upward in a spiral motion and things are going to come back around, but it's always going to be a higher octave of what we have, um, gone through before. And we are moving ever slowly upward and we need to sometimes take time to look at who we are and where we're at and we got to give ourselves time and sometimes that means space we live in this world and time and space are closely linked so there we go so there we go uh now the next one the next card in our reading is how do we feel about ourselves how are we feeling about ourselves how do we look at ourselves how I mean when you look at yourself what do we, what are you really seeing so this card made me really thrilled to get it but I'm gonna read the description and see <laughs> uh, okay so how we view ourselves right now on a love life level Queen of Swords. The Queen of Swords. Queen is good. Someone who's in charge of her kingdom, right? Or queendom, as the case may be. So, Queen of Swords. And it says, the Snow Queen. (laughs) And what is snow? That kind of implies things are a little bit frozen out right now. We're a little bit stuck. Stuck in the snow. Um, A lot of people in the Northern Hemisphere are definitely snuck in the snuck stuck (laughs) in the snow because um, lots of snow going on in the world right now. But the Snow Queen governs some of the most extreme territories in the world. Conditions are very rarely favorable, yet she has to get on with her job. Regardless of her harsh environment, others still look to her for guidance and leadership. She needs to keep her mind focused and decision swift. You might find that you're walking in the footsteps of the Snow Queen right now. That's how we're viewing ourselves. Even though uh, things might be chaotic around us, we have to be solid and strong and focused. Okay? And we're making swift decisions at this time. That's how we're viewing ourselves. It says your situation may not be ideal. And it might seem like everything is against us. But we have to keep going. Others are depending on us to stay the course and lead the way. So we're taking a leadership role. As far as our love life is concerned, we're taking a leadership role and we are watching and observing. And that's that timing and that clock in the next three weeks. Where we're at is we are just, we might feel like we're frozen in time. Things aren't moving forward because they haven't thawed out yet. Because that timing, you know, that clock, sometimes we need time to heal. But in the meantime, we're taking a stance of we are going to be completely um, in alignment with our one true will. 
we might need to freeze and stop fighting amongst ourselves. And we need to take a look in the mirror, right? And see, uh, what is it that we need to see about ourselves? We're going to make a swift decision, but at the same time, we're going to allow that frozen moment where the world is crisp and clear and clean and we don't hear a peep. We're going to take that silent retreat moment. We're going to take time to heal and progress. And we're going to definitely make the right decision from our foundation, which is not to uh, play about in the ego, but rather to stay in complete and total humility while we allow the answers to come. So that now how do other people see us? This is also an important one to know. How are other people viewing us from the outside? Well, we're stuck in our snow queen element. Uh, how are people observing us? What do they look at when they see us? What do they see when they see us? And the, and what we got there in that position is the nine of cups. Now, <laughs> this is kind of funny. It says this because of uh, the new sea shanty thing that's going off on TikTok right now. It says the sea witch hums a long lost sea shanty. <laughs> that's how people are viewing us. <laughs> As she spins and stirs the bubbling concoction in nine cups before her, the sun, which was hanging in the middle of the sky when she began casting her spell, has now sunk into the darkness of the ocean, leaving the illuminated magic that she creates as on the only light. The shanty she sings brings a smile to her face as it reminds her of a time when she was an adventurous and mischievous mermaid. <laughs> it is this energy that she slowly but surely embeds into her brew, enchanting each and every cup with the potential of joy love and wonder but who shall drink from these cups hmm only the sea witch knows she seeks those with the spark of spontaneity and a flare of recklessness but who walk with a compassionate core so that's the description of the card. I, I'm not re reading all the descriptions of the cards it would take another hour these are amazing cards though but okay, so what does this card mean? Okay, this is how people are observing us. So it says, if the sea witch has blessed you with one of her cups, congratulations. Only one who is filled with gratitude and has an open heart can drink one of her magic brews. Only the person who sees others' success is their own you know, that's dropping of the ego, will be able to create true success for themselves. It takes someone special to see that when others do well, we all do well. To see that blessings grow when they are honored and to be humble enough to accept the gifts that now come their way. So that's how other people are viewing us, that we are drinking of those nine cups. We are worthy of those nine cups. 
and cups, you know, are not only uh, joy and uh, what did she say? Jo- joy, love, and wonder. You know, it means love. So other people see that we are attracting love to ourselves because of our decision to heal ourselves. And we're standing in our power as a queen of swords. We're taking the time to heal. We're taking the time to progress. We know that we need time. We need to take time. We know that everything happens in time cycles and we're doing everything with the utmost humility, love. We're making the correct decisions. We've left all of our karma behind. And that's why we are being now blessed with the magic and the beauty and the bounty of all of life. Now, uh, the next card up is our hopes and fears. You know, what is the thing that we hope for? What is the thing that we, uh, maybe fear a little bit? Like what's the possibility of, you know, what, where's our light headed? And we get another cup. This is in the next three months. This is the card. So we got the seven of cups and let me check out where do we, okay. So we're almost towards the end of the reading here. So the seven of cups, it says it's easy to allow ourselves to get distracted by whatever shiny new thing happens to roll on by (laughs) even under the sea treasures can be irresistible. In fact, just looking for new sparkly items can be a full-time job. You know, I just saw this, uh, I just saw a woman, um, going through the ocean on YouTube. Um, it's a Chinese video. Um, I, I just subscribed it. I don't even know the name of it because it's in Chinese, but she's just very quiet. And she goes around finding these mollusks and the oysters and she's cutting them open to get the seashells. I mean, I mean the pearls inside. Oh my God. Some of the most beautiful, like purple and blue pearls and pink. And I'm just like, Oh my God, (laughs) there's a part of me. That's a mermaid. I love this sign shiny, sparkly objects. So it's like for darn sure. There's a lot of amazing things in the ocean, but it has nothing to do with the reading. I just wanted to tell you guys that if you guys want to know, I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link. Just write me at mermaid girl, (laughs) eight, eight, eight on Instagram because it's just amazing. I love, uh, it's just fascinating to me. All of this is fascinating. The ocean is fascinating to me anyway. Um, so it might take so much of your time (laughs) and there's that time construct again, which is this card is like directly across from the clock card. (laughs) It says you might forget to focus on other things in your life. So in the next three months, you might be distracted. So be careful. All right. Uh, cause it says before, you know, it, you might have everything in your life, um, filled up with lackluster, useless, discarded bits and pieces if you're not careful. So just be very, very careful and observe yourself. Make sure you're making the best decisions, right? So don't get distracted by the shiny objects in the next three months. Keep your eyes on the prize basically. And so the meaning of this card is distractions are a part of everyday life and it's easy to allow them to take control and dictate the terms of your day. And that includes reading your email, reading your DMS, you know, people be sliding into your DMS. You're like, no, I had goals to do. Oh shit. Next thing you know, four hours have passed. I am guilty of that just as much as the next guy, next gal, you know, um, you gotta be careful. You know, take charge of your life 
you know, maybe make that a activity that you do after you've done your goals for the day. Don't talk to anybody. Like Laurel Langmeyer says, you know what? Emails and social media, that's illegal. <laughs> it is illegal to do that when you're trying to go forward in the direction of your dreams. You need to stop all of that, right? And also, since this is a love reading, Seven of Cups, maybe those distractions are the nice, pretty boys and girls that we meet along the way. And not actual boys and girls, obviously. But, you know, the people who are kind of, you know, the toy boys, <laughs> boy toys, you know, you know what I mean? Okay, that's awkward the way I'm saying it. I don't mean to be awkward. I just come by it naturally. <laughs> But the Seven of Cups might be this distractions, like the old boyfriends and girlfriends that come cropping up. Oh, hey, I remember you. I'm, I miss you. Oh, I want to come visit you. Can I come spend the weekend with you? <laughs> hey, how are you doing? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but because of the way the astrology has been and now Mercury retrograde started, I have been contacted by several ex-boyfriends. And it's like, ugh, ugh. You know, even guys who thought that we had a thing and we did not <laughs> and they're contacting me like oh I kind of want to hey but it and I'm like no 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 <laughs> no ooh la la no 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 <laughs> oh no no vodio no 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 <laughs> that's not you're not no Mm-mm. <laughs> uh I mean those are the kinds of those are the kinds of uh well, they're not words, but those are the sounds that I utter when these people contact me. I'm like, um, no. <laughs> and those are shiny distractions, right? Sometimes it's like, yeah, I mean, he kind of kissed nice. I like the way he held my hand. He had good ideas for dates. Oh, you know, don't let uh, the people who would distract you from your dreams and your goals, especially your love goals, just don't do it. Don't do it. It says, uh, if you allow yourself to fill your days with what seems like busyness instead of business, accept that maybe you're cluttering up your mental, emotional, and vibrational space. So for now, leave the shiny objects where you found them. Leave the space for something you really wish to experience. You know, as far as for me, I, I'm not going to just go have cheap sex anymore. It's been years since I've done that. I'm now looking for the one, the one true love, the one that's going to fulfill me on a heart, mind, body, and soul level. The person who's, you know, and that's, I think that's where we're all headed in the next three months. That's, we're going to just be like trying to get out of the muck and the mire of the shiny distraction people. They're cute. They're sexy. They're sweet, but mm, it's not what we need, you know? And if you're in a marriage already where you're committed, your distractions might be other things, you know? Like, instead of committing to the relationship, you might be committing to, well, let's focus on the bills. Let's focus on the kids. That's a nice distraction. The kids love the kids. The kids have their place, but so does your relationship. Don't deprioritize your relationship for the sake of the children because that ultimately will make the family fall apart. You have to focus on all of it right? So if you're in that situation, focus on your love, you know, take a few moments every day in the morning before you get out of bed in the evening, before you go to bed, make sure you go to bed together. If you can, 
I know how hard it is with children, but go to bed, take the time, allow your love to lead you by the hand upstairs. You know, uh, don't spend time separate. Don't be distracted by the social media and TV and, you know, other things. Spend time, nourish and nurture your relationship if you're in one. Don't allow the other distractions to stop you. So the third, I mean, that's in, that's in three months, basically. So keep your mind clear and focused. Keep your emotions clear. Constantly worry about that, keeping yourself clear, basically. All right, so the final card for the reading, and we also have a clarifying card that goes with it. Um, what's going to happen for us in the uh, next six months. So basically, this is where we're at. <laughs> where are you at? <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to find the card. Okay, so in the next six months, this is the final outcome of the entire reading, and we have another wands card. And remember, you know, I think this, it's the ace of wands, okay, the number one card in the wands suit. And the other ones that we had were, remember, seven and three. So seven, three, and one, if you're keeping track of uh, numbers. And seven of wands, remember, was uh, ego versus humility. And the three of wands was, uh, you know, body, mind, and soul, or the three pillars of life, you know, health, wealth, love. And now our final outcome which is related to what's happening in the next three weeks when we're allowing the cycles of time, we're stopping the distractions, we're standing still, frozen for a moment to allow things to play out and observe. And if we do everything right, we drink from the cups of love, we ignore the distractions, we get to the final outcome, which is the ace of wands, which is new beginnings. Okay. So, um, let's see here. Got to find the wand suit again in this <laughs> maze of, I hate scrolling up and down. It's like this massive document. So, okay. We're back down to, all right. So. I'm still looking. <laughs> Sorry about this, guys. What? Why is it taking forever? Oh, here we go. The wands, I think. The world. No, that's not it. Oh, God. It goes from the cups. I, I didn't memorize before I started this where all these are located. There we go. Here we go. The wands, finally. Gosh. Okay. So, um, four, three, two of wands and what? <laughs> Some of these cards are really awesome. Like just the art is really incredible. Okay. So the ace of wands, let's see here. It says, uh, the ace of wands brings a flash of inspiration, a charge of energy and a new lease on life. The energy is not to be taken lightly. 
Wands are intense and they're charged up and they're ready to go now. The fire pearl on the top of the wand, of course, in this artwork, <laughs> holds great power. With it comes the need for you to show up and be accounted for. Get ready for things to get interesting. So that's um, really interesting. It says, grab your wand with all your might. I'm like, ooh, baby. So I think like something new, intense, hot. And this goes back to that card that says passion. And it says insane chemistry. You're going to like each other equally and you're going to have fun. Now, the, the supplemental card for this, guys, is the I like you card someone likes you this is in six months or less romance is blooming fun flirting and wanting to date and remember passion card said having fun too so in six months by june baby we're gonna get there by june by choosing humility over ego by nurturing ourselves on all three levels of health, wealth, and love. We're going to get there in whatever capacity. So it's a really good reading, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I love you guys. Thank you for sharing, liking, subscribing. Thank you guys for your continued support. And that's it. (laughs) That's it for now. I will be back tomorrow with all unique and original programming, just like always. But until then, I'm signing off with peace and love and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.